0: BT's connectivity helps keep you and your customers happy. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back.
1: Hello and welcome to the Red Box Politics Podcast in the Times. I'm Matt Chorley and welcome to Taunton, birthplace of Dragon's Den star Deborah Meaden, former Attorney General Jeremy Wright, Peter Andre's wife Emily uh, Andre and me, uh, it's also where Benjamin Disraeli made his name, of which more later. Taunton is where I was born and grew up, and while Westminster is convulsed with inaction, I've come back to my hometown to see what, if anything, people make of the state of British politics. So, this is Taunton. I'm standing outside what uh, were well, once the offices of the Taunton Times where I began my journalistic career after finishing my A-levels. It was in this building I learnt the tricks of the trade, uh, met my now wife and, I'll be honest, often fell asleep in the toilet while amazingly hungover. Just around the corner from here is the multi-storey car park barrier which hit me in the face, sending me to hospital where, while I was being checked out, I missed a phone interview with Funhouse's Pat Sharp. Uh, Never let it be said that local newspapers weren't brilliant. Just down the high street from here is what was once Cafe Mamba, a nightclub where I spent uh, those nights creating the morning after hangovers occasionally I was DJing often just standing outside in the rain flying for band nights with my good friend Paul Tooze, or if I will hear from later on in this episode sometimes I was inside reviewing bands like Kasabian who yes played Taunton uh, before they were big or interviewing stars like um, Coolio. Uh, Coolio came to Taunton I interviewed him uh, and he basically sat mutely Uh, reading a book for most of it, and then asked me to source a SCART lead for his Nintendo. Uh, And just down the end of the high street is where I helped organise a student union march against tuition fees way back in 2000. I was on the student union and we hired Timmy Mallet to attract the student crowd, spending £1,300 on his fee, which at the time was about the cost of a year's tuition. Spoiler alert for you, I didn't even go to university. Uh, but while a junior reporter at the taunton times i did spend hours on this very high street vox popping people asking them about the big and the not so big issues of the day so i'm back to talk about you know what so back in 2016 taunton voted 52 percent in favor of leave putting it in line with the rest of the country now having spent several hours talking to people here not all of them willing to be recorded it has to be said the overwhelming sense i get is one that will be music to boris johnson's ears they just want to get on with it or in the prime minister slogan get brexit done that place has gone to the dogs mate yeah why is that well look at the state of it i know but people keep it's, saying it's, this
2: is all it? the shops closed everything or the look at all the dirt and it's all over taunton how's that happen what's what's, what's the matter I suppose they say lack of money again. Yep. That's the usual excuse, yeah, yeah. excuse. And what's that, the
1: council do you think, or the government? Whose fault is it?
2: Council, not my government, they're all right. You like I the government? I'll have to sort it out. But you think Boris is going to sort it out?
1: I, I sincerely
2: hope so. <laughs> Get that Pratt-Corbyn out of the way. Yeah, do you follow politics? Yes. And what do you think about what's going on? Stinks. They shot trees of May in the back, I think. And what about um? What about Brexit? Where were you on Brexit? Out. If you've got idiots like Corbyn, yeah. the DUP, they don't know what they want. Yeah. That idiot from Billy Scotland's SNP—he wants to kick in the ass. Who's that? What? Ian Blackford. Yes. You know who Ian Blackford is? Well, yeah. it's just all ganging up together, aren't they? Yeah. They don't want the Tories in—that's
1: the end of it. Oh, are you from Totton?
2: Um, well, yeah, I live here most of my life, I also, guess. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, very good. Yeah.
1: Is it, like, it's a good place to live? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's good because a lot of other people have been a bit negative about it. So you know, it's a bit run down and the shops are closing and all that. But you're. They should look at some of the places abroad, the shouldn't they? I'm, I'm from Tottenham originally, and I've come back, and I think you're looking yeah. in pretty good shape. Well, it looks all right to me, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I normally work in um, Westminster, covering politics. I decided to get out and find out what you know people out here think. Are you interested in Brexit? Not really. <laughs>
2: I, d- I think we've been in there that long now, forty years. we just would have stayed in there. Is that what you think? Well, might as well, yeah. isn't
1: it? <laughs> so, the last three years suggest that you might be right. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> it turns out it's a bit bloody complicated.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, like I said, been there 40 years, yeah. seems a bit like long time and then to have, have to leave and start again. Yeah. Like I said, people didn't want to go in it when they voted for it. Yeah. When they wanted you to go in, people didn't want to go in and now, well, they don't want to come out now, do they? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess really everyday person don't really understand all the facts and figures, today. they?
1: I'm not sure everyone in Westminster necessarily yeah. understands it all No. Right? no. I just have a quick chat with you? Yeah, go for it. Go on are then. you from Taunton?
3: Um, no, I'm from Bristol, oh, already, but I live here.
1: I... What do you think of Taunton?
3: Brilliant. I would not go back to city living. No. I absolutely love it. <laughs>
1: I'm much more adjusted to town livings. What's the stuff that people in Taunton are worried about?
3: A lot of the town centre, the shops. Um, I know that we've had a lot of shops closed down. Yeah. We've had a lot of building work, perhaps places around Taunton that we wouldn't like. We're losing our... House arena. building. Yeah, so a lot of house building. A lot, losing a lot of greener areas.
1: Do you, do you follow politics?
3: As much as I can with a three-year-old at home.
1: <laughs> following a three-year-old and following politics is quite similar though. Yeah. And what, what do you make of what's going on in politics?
3: Messy, I think is the way i probably describe it. My parents have a house in Portugal, so they're uh, obviously going to be affected by it. My mum is Dutch as well. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting outcome. I know it's obviously all going to kick off in the next uh, next few days.
1: Which we've been saying for the last three years. Well, yes, yeah. obviously. Yes.
3: Um, but uh, and
1: where, where are you on the Brexit debate?
3: Didn't support it when it, we first voted, how many years ago that was. Um, didn't support it. And I'm now now I think I want the job done. If we're doing it, we're doing it. And it's just too much to and fro I think, now. And I think it's just something that we've all voted for and we should just get on with it. Yeah.
1: Where were you politically? How did you vote in Toronto?
3: I think I might have gone for an independent last time. Interesting. I think that was primarily through the amount of effort that the independent person put okay. into their publicity and what they, were, what they, what they stood for, yeah. I think, was much clearer from the independent party than, uh, than any of the other major... Parties.
1: Taunton's obviously traditionally it's either been Lib Dem or Tory. What do you think will happen? I mean, people are talking about a Christmas election. What do you think will happen?
3: I think it all probably depends on how things go in the next few weeks. Depends how people see it. I suppose that if the Conservatives do get the job done, then perhaps people will see it that uh, that's a good thing and the job is done and we can we can move on. But if they don't, then then we you know we may have some further issues. I guess we I mean, may be changing again, but. Um, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess.
1: And while all this is sort of playing out in Westminster and people like me are getting very excited about what's going on in Parliament on a day-to-day basis, what, what do you sort of make of it? Are you, does it feel like it's detached from what's going on in sort of normal life?
3: Yeah, I think I think I feel very much detached from it. I think it's very much now a, um, we're not obviously involved in negotiations. It's not probably, I, I don't think it's very clear what is being negotiated. I know about the backstop and things like that. But I think a lot of people are just fed up really really fed up which is a shame because you know it's obviously our country and it's um we've been part of the eu for so long it is just a shame that it's a taken this long and it's yeah it's just it's just it's tiring
1: It is.
4: Oh, jolly good.
1: Oh, you want to talk to me about you? Yes, I do. This is the best vox pop I've ever done. Somebody (laughs) approaching me to talk about politics. Why do you want to talk to me about politics?
4: I want to talk to you about politics because I'm concerned about the welfare and depression of the nation.
1: The depression of the nation? I think you should be. I think we all are.
4: The reason for this is that um, we have the opportunity now to fulfil the referendum, which the majority of people in England voted for. Did you vote for it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And... um, Boris, with all his um, quirks and quirkiness, and <laughs> I have to say here that I'm distant related to Lloyd George. You are? I am.
1: How, how, how does that work?
4: Oh, don't ask me to. My great-great-granduncle, I think. Okay. Boris has got some interesting moral standards, but he's really doing his best for Britain at the moment. As did Theresa May. She was wonderful. And uh, do you think Theresa May was wonderful? I do, I do. I really do think she was wonderful. She tried her best. She's a different mindset to Boris, a different culture, the old type of culture, um, a vicar's daughter like myself. Ah. And so I feel... of felt an affinity. Well, there were a whole lot of vicar's daughters who were supporting her. <laughs> but she felt it was her duty although obviously it was ineffective and it didn't work although you know most of the deal that she brought put together is being by, used by Boris um, I should call him our Prime Minister Boris Johnson <laughs> uh, I have a tremendous regard for him in the last few weeks since he took office so um, I'm really hoping that this awful mess will get tidied up this week.
1: And just in terms of Taunton, I've tried to get yeah. out of Westminster to talk about other things. Oh, right. In an ideal world, once and if Brexit is is parked as, a, as an issue for a bit, what would you like politicians to be talking about that would actually affect people's sort of normal day to day lives in Taunton?
4: It's become very sad. When my parents moved here about 45 years ago, uh, Taunton was a really nice place to come. I lived in Bristol then, and I worked for the Bristol Evening Post. Ah. And I used to come down here shopping at the weekend, and people used to say to me, why do you shop in Taunton? I used to there's some lovely little shops, and it's such a pretty place and well looked after. Uh, you know, Bristol's lovely, but Taunton was even better. Now, there are so many empty shops. We've got building sites here that... Um, haven't been fulfilled um, the place is really looking shabby and I know that um, Taunton, well it was Taunton Dean Borough Council but it's I can't remember the full name is now it, it's so, so it's sort of set Western
1: Taunton Dean what of, of those combinations?
4: Something like that it's so, <laughs> it's so wordy it's difficult to remember, there's a lot that could be done here because the place is going downhill and everybody is saying it um, so much so we moved out to Wellington um, which is actually a better looking place now I come to Taunton for everything really I still do but I am sorry to see it in this um, rather deprived looking condition
1: I think it's in a better state than I remembered a few years ago
4: oh yes we do have some shops. But
1: you're right there are empty shops and that just makes that sort of creates a mood
4: well I've just been standing in the post office have you been in the post office
1: but have you been in, actually been in there? No, I haven't. Not since County County Store shut. Just
4: no. go in there, and you have to walk right to the back to get to the post office. It's absolutely amazing. It, it's almost like you feel it's going to be jumped out at, uh, uh, along the way because it's all dark by someone. It's really quite frightening. You go in there and have a look. Oh, I recommend I it. Sure that'll
1: be my next door. Thank you very much. Well,
4: it's all right. it's been a pleasure. Good
1: to meet you. Well, I have never, in all the years I have spent pacing up and down Salton High Street doing vox pops, which used to be forced to do on a weekly basis, when I was a junior reporter at the Taunton Times. I've never been approached by someone wanting to speak to me. Um, This is what uh, Brexit politics has done to the country, it seems. Okay, so let's talk more broadly about uh, politics. As I mentioned, Benjamin Disraeli is a link to Taunton. He first stood as an MP uh, here in a by-election in 1835. He lost, but during the course of that campaign, he got an extraordinary rout with the Irish MP Daniel O'Connell, Basically, O'Connell had been so incensed by some inaccurate press reports that Disraeli had called him a traitor uh, that they got him bored in a massive war of words which culminated in Disraeli challenging O'Connell's son to a duel. Now, this duel never actually happened, uh, unfortunately, but the publicity uh, meant that Disraeli was at the front of the the queue for a winnable seat in 1837 uh, when he became uh, one of two members in the constituency of Maidstone, although it took him another 31 years to become Prime Minister, politics comes at you uh, much faster these days. Today, Taunton Dean has got a Conservative MP, Rebecca Powell, who in 2015 took the seat from the Lib Dems, who in turn had taken it from the Toys in 2005. They'd taken it from the Lib Dems in 2001, and they'd taken it from the Toys in 1997. Here's a quick word from Rebecca Powell. What is filling your postbag in Taunton?
5: Well, interesting. People in Taunton just care about what they do, how they live, how they live in Taunton, and the the surrounding area, because of course we've got that beautiful countryside all around us, we're we're very spoiled really in the area.
1: One of the things that strikes me driving around Taunton is the way that what were quite distinct villages now feel like they're being sucked into Taunton—is that are people worried about that sort of thing? That, that you know, there used to be some green space between their village well,
5: and well, the it, big and town. Well, it's interesting you say that because you're right. There is a lot of building, but equally, that's not a bad thing. That shows that <coughs> people want to come to Taunton, the county town of Somerset, and that it is a lovely place to live. And that we are spreading the wealth further across the country. And I personally think that's a good thing. And we get a lot of families locating there, a lot of like. Even, for example, people come to 40 Commando, and so many of them stay on afterwards. And there are jobs, we have very low unemployment in Taunton, and what we want to do is get uh, even higher skilled jobs better paid jobs, and then we want to persuade our young people to come and stay in Taunton and not to leave. So we're working on this whole thing about apprenticeships, working with what's now the University Centre of Taunton, which will have been Scats when you were there. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, that
5: status has really changed. They're offering some great courses working in partnership with Hinckley Point, new nuclear apprenticeships. We've got lots of much more high quality um, nursing apprenticeships. And they're working also, we've got a a world-leading company called the UK Hydrographic in Taunton, which makes all the world's shipping maps, but it's also very big in the marine data space. And the opportunities there are really growing. So we've got lots of apprenticeship space there and lots of really highly skilled jobs, which are attracting in a whole lot of new people.
1: What are the things that are big issues for, for you and for people in Taunton, that super million miles away from what's going on in Westminster. There must be sometimes when people say things inside the Westminster Bob and you think, oh, blimey, if only you came to Taunton, you'd know that actually nobody gives a monkeys about that.
5: Uh, and one of the big things in Taunton that I worked on was to retain 40 Commando. The, the Marines. So there's uh, one, Marines. Of the, one of the
1: big bases in, for the Marines was well, in Taunton. It,
5: yes, one of the big bases across the, across the nation. And um, they've been based there for uh, quite some decades, and the rightly so. The Ministry of Defence did a review of their whole defence estate and all of those. Because it's a big thing, and and, yeah.
1: and I, I remember when uh, when I was on the Talk Times and uh, I think the Marines were in what would have been then Afghanistan. Yes. And when they when they came home, there would be parades through the town, Absolutely. and it was and, you know people too, it was a big thing.
5: Yeah, we gave them freedom of the town. Yeah, they're a really integral part of our town, uh, and much loved. But you can't just make decisions because you love them. It had to be made on economic grounds and viability, and also a great deal of money, over 100 million, had been invested in the site recently to upgrade it. In Taunton? In Taunton.
1: So you were doing that then as a backbench MP. You're now a minister. (laughs) Yeah. Does that curtail what you can do Taunton-wise?
5: Uh, no, because I'm never going to stop you know, fighting for the area. And Wellington. Don't forget don't Wellington. Forget because, well, of course, don't Wellington said. is my constituency.
1: We should probably talk about politics. Yes. The whole time I was growing up, um, you know, Taunton was... It was either Tory or was Lib Dem. The, you know, Labour Party, nobody, uh, mm, figure. And you've already. got uh, what appears to be a stonking majority of 15,000. However, given that the Lib Dems previously thought they'd got... Decent, if not insurmountable, majorities. Politics is pretty volatile in the West Country, isn't it? Yes,
5: yeah, so I never, ever think of my majority. I never look at any polls either, and I never, ever, ever rest on my laurels. But yes, it's a, it's a constant. It's it's really strange. It's historic. I don't think there's any other whole region specifically like that, and a lot, a lot of it is historic.
1: And Taunton-Dean as a whole voted Leave, slightly higher percentage than the national, 53%, something like that. Are people gripped by Brexit? Are they sick of hearing about it? What's the sort of? Is uh, well, your... I've,
5: I've been doing these informal surgeries outside supermarkets recently, and it's actually a really good place to get a rain check. And I can honestly say the overwhelming view is, please, 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 get get on with this.
1: What impact can you have as a politician, particularly when you know politics is so dominated by, by Brexit, on on something that you you personally are interested in?
5: I specialised in the environment, farming, rural affairs. When you were a journalist. As a journalist yeah. and a broadcaster. In fact, I was the first environmental correspondent on television in one of my favourite subjects. Well,
1: soil, famously, you spoke <laughs> about soil at the Tory party <laughs> conference. Unfortunately, your speech was slightly overshadowed I know, I by know. the Prime Minister's speech being overshadowed by the Prime Minister's cough.
5: And the letters falling off And the, the letters falling off so and the P45. I thought at that conference, so my colleagues saw all the work mm-hmm. I was doing in Parliament and said, Rebecca, could you have... Three minutes on this on the main stage before the prime minister arrives. And I thought this is my big moment. Everyone suddenly going to start talking about the environment. So I did my curfew home speech, but of course you journalists didn't give it one second or word of coverage, and I was so disappointed because so many people ran off to me to, afterwards. We have
1: to blame the prime minister's cough. Rebecca, it's brilliant to speak to. You. Um, just finally, what if if you were trying to sell, and I know this basically you do this quite often at PMQs and that sort of thing. If someone was planning their holiday weekend away. Why should I go to Taunton?
5: It is the county town of Somerset. It's got the fantastic world-leading cricket. It's a beautiful country town, but it's surrounded by this glorious hinterland of wonderful landscape with two areas of outstanding natural beauty and the Vale of Taunton extending either side of the town. And if you want to come down there, drink a glass of cider, watch a bit of cricket, and I'll uh, have a chat with a great MP. Come <laughs> on down, And as the big question say. is,
1: if you're going to come down, you need to have a cream tea. Are you jam or cream first?
5: I am definitely jam first.
1: Oh, no, you see, that's wrong. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Well, let's not fall out now. <laughs> now, Rebecca Powell currently has a majority of more than 15,000. Insurmountable, you might uh, think. But the Lib Dems do have their sights on taking it back, buoyed by local election results in May this year, when they took 30 of the 59 seats on the newly formed Somerset West and Taunton Council. The Tories were pushed humiliatingly into third place and are now very worried about their chances of holding on to places like this. But can the party promising to revoke Brexit really win in a seat that backed leave? Well, across the West Country, the Lib Dems are seen as the opposition to the Tories. Labour are nowhere. After a decade under a Tory PM, might voters now want a change? So I'm now standing right in the middle of Taunton with my good friend, Paul Toos who, 18, 19, 20 years ago, we used to stand probably at this very spot giving out flyers for music nights in the drizzle. We did, literally pleading people to come to our nights. (laughs) And uh, a roaring success they were, uh, back in my DJing days. Now, you were a Lib Dem councillor. I was, yes, yeah. What's the sort of lay of the land of politics in Taunton?
6: Well, certainly locally, Matt, the Conservatives are in retreat, I would say. They've uh, lost control of the new Taunton and West Somerset Council. Following from the elections where they lost control back in the summer, they've now proceeded to. So the Lib Dems have won two by elections. One of those by elections was in uh, Vivery Ward, which for as long as anybody can remember was Tory through and through. So it's full house for Lib Dems now.
1: It's interesting that. So, and, and presumably, given that the Lib Dems sort of live and die by their local politics, you need uh, the foot soldiers and all that. That's a sign that it doesn't mean that Lib Dems are necessarily going to win the Taunton Dean seat. But they're not likely to win it without that. So it puts them in good shape.
6: Yes, I think they're in good shape. They certainly... Uh, look more organised, look like uh, they've got their foot soldiers out and around in parts of the sort of constituency where they wouldn't traditionally have had them and they're they're ambitious I think and you know you can argue that you know the Lib Dems always do well on a local level but when it comes to the general election people will revert to type and vote Conservative but I think you know the the candidate Gideon Amos has got a, a good chance here. And it's interesting on the one hand Taunton voted what,
1: 52% leaves, actually the same as the rest of the country. So you would say, well, maybe the Tories have got an edge over the Lib Dems if their policy is to revoke and all that. But in the whole of the West Country, if the Tories are in government, the Lib Dems are seen as the opposition. You know, the Labour is not really seen down here. After nine, ten years of Tory government, it sort of puts the Lib Dems in with a shout just because they're not the Tories.
6: That's right. You know, the Labour Party, the Labour vote here will never, you know, it's the tactical voting... People knocking on doors urging the Greens and Labour to vote Lib Dem because you know that's the way if you want a progressive Member of Parliament for Taunton Dean, that's the way you should vote. They were to ask me or the Lib Dems to in, in a different seat to kind of not campaign. It's very hard for me to imagine the Labour Party giving that up, but you know, I can't understand why Jeremy Corbyn would run a a campaign down here he wants to get rid of Tories so it seems obvious that he he shouldn't put in much effort I mean somebody a good uh, councillor mentioned to me the other day about the green vote and that doesn't seem to be increasing even though it's in the news now and there's protest Um, and his theory was that the green uh, vote is it's not seen as political so people see they can do their social bit to be green but when it comes to the elections they don't vote green and it's really interesting that that people think, yeah, it's a sort of you I'm can go on the march. Re- I'm putting my recycling out, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm no going on a g- march, I'm yeah, jo- yeah. you know yeah.
1: I've 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 joined
6: Extinction Rebellion and all that, that's but that, right. that doesn't translate into politics. That's right, and when it comes to voting, they look at the the you know the lay of the land. Answer me this. So
1: while I've been walking around today, people have been telling me about how Taunton's going down the toilet, it's dirty, it's a dump, all the shops are shutting. You can see there are a few empty shops. Why is it people have got a downer on the town? Is it just natural
6: that people have always got a downer on the town? I think that's part of it. I think there's a natural Inclination to be negative about the town because I think people like hark back to uh, a, a bygone age, which I'm not sure ever, you know, ever existed really. I think the bygone age was probably when you and I were, were standing <laughs> in the rain. For, the, for weekend the music nights? I suppose you could say there's a few less hanging baskets now. Although was, but that's about it.
1: And, but most know, of them are pulled down after one of the music nights. <laughs> that's
6: right. We've got like uh, an area of the town called Firepool which has been waiting for development for, for many years and it's a real frustration for the town. But that is now starting to be sorted out. We've got money to redevelop the railway station so that's going to be flipped round with a nice boulevard up to town past the cricket ground. You know, and there's, there's a lot going for taunton it, i think the main argument is on the cultural side but obviously you're here this week mate, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right my almost sell-out show at the brew house theater so paul it's so good to see you
1: thank you so much for that okay so that's the politics of taunton there with uh, paul twos after the break i'm going to go and find out what support there is for people in taunton who are struggling we're we'll back after this short break
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check
1: out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine
0: leather goods This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at LutonRising.org.uk
1: Okay, so I've just hopped in the car now just to drive through the Taunton Town Centre, past all these shops which are supposedly shut down, which actually most of them are occupied, it has to be said. Taunton's pretty well provided for shops-wise, I think. You've got a big Marks & Spencers, a big Debenhams, you've got TK Maxx and Jack Wills and Jules, Uh, as well as Primark and Poundland and all of that as well. Maybe it's just what you do, you complain about uh, the town where you live and the number of empty shops. And yes, quite a lot of the shops are now barber shops and takeaways and charity shops and that sort of thing. But I think quite a lot of people in other towns would be delighted to have the range of shops that Taunton has. Actually, if you look at the economic data, Taunton is in pretty good shape. It's got higher employment levels than the rest of the country, It's, it's better off, more people are in their own homes here. But it's not perfect, not for everyone. So I'm just driving through the town now to go to the Trussell Trust food bank, just to find out uh, about those people who find life a bit more of a struggle, and in particular, how it works in a sort of semi-rural, semi-urban part of the world, uh, and how they help those people who who don't live in the town centre, but uh, are finding life tough as well. So I'm now with Sue, the manager from the uh, Taunton Food Bank. Sue, talk me through what you've got here.
7: We are part of the Trussell Trust network of food banks, and Taunton Food Bank's been going about eight years now. This is our main building, uh, including our warehouse. We, I also manage three other food banks in the local area uh, Langport, Wiverliscombe, and Wellington. Um, So we cover the whole Taunton, what was a Taunton Dean area, but the whole surrounding area.
1: What goes on here? There seems to be a lot of people.
7: Uh, Mondays is our warehouse day. So we have donations coming in from all the area, the surrounding area. And the food gets weighed in, distributed into food boxes, all ready for... The food banks opening through the days of the week
1: so it's from here that all the food goes out to the other food banks
7: yes that's right we we have one warehouse which feeds the other satellite points and actually as food banks go nationwide we are very lucky with our warehouse we have good warehouse space not all food banks do that and with the increase there has been of usage of food banks the last few years we, uh, this is a problem for many food banks. Where do we store all
1: the food? OK, so talk me through that. In the last eight years since the, the food bank has been established, what's happened to the sort of demand?
7: It's just increased, increased. Taunton, it's been quite an interesting area to work in, actually, as a food bank. And um, Three years ago, Universal Credit came to this area, and we were one of the earlier areas yeah. for that to come in. Almost overnight, our figures went up 60%. Wow. Everything increased. We had to call out for an increase of stock. I had to have an increase of volunteers.
1: And so what was driving that? That was people who had been on the previous system of benefits who then found themselves unable to get money they were used to and, and just suddenly found themselves unable to buy food.
7: The, the main change for them was their benefits stopped altogether and then they had to apply for universal credit. They were used to their benefits being paid weekly. They were then paid monthly with universal credit. And originally, we as one of the original areas in the country with a universal credit, people waiting six weeks here that has of course altered now they're trying to shorten it to five weeks which has worked a little bit better but only a little bit better our, our figures last year sort of eased out this year we're up another 12 percent
1: let's talk about um in general because on on sort of every metric you look at it's pretty average you know in terms of Income levels, you know, even the way it voted on the Brexit referendum, it's sort of almost in line with the national average. You walk around the town centre, people complain about empty shops, but it looks pretty well off. What's the, what's actually going on in, in reality about the people that you're actually trying to help?
7: I think in reality, in this area, we, we do have a lot of zero-hour contract work. Like most towns, I would imagine, nationwide, we have pockets that are in very deprived areas lot of single parent families. We have a huge issue in the last 12 months with emergency accommodation. Okay. People being put in travel lodges because they've lost their accommodation through a variety of things. We've seen a huge increase in mental health issues. And lack of funding for various agencies. So, when agencies drop down with their staffing levels, it all filters down to so that people get into crisis a lot easier and for longer. And realistically, where food bank comes in, we find ourselves a stopgap.
1: And is that the sort of long tail of austerity that it can take quite a while from cuts being made to a government body? You know, maybe a year or two before that feeds through to people actually losing their jobs and then there's not got the capacity. And so it's a few years later that you start seeing an increase of people here.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And certainly with the benefit system changing, uh, people have got into difficulties where they with their rent. Uh, but it's, it's been two years in coming. So people who have rented accommodation with a private landlord have, have got into rent arrears, and in the end, the landlord has, has, has stopped that contract. So you find people then in emergency accommodation. Now, this didn't really come about until it started. We saw a huge sudden increase in the homeless about this time last year, in which point Universal Credit had been working in the area for two years. And so that slow procession of people Starting in a short-term crisis, which then develops into a long-term crisis, where budgeting is a problem, rent will just go by the by, and people will just buy what they need that day. And By the end of the month, and the rent isn't being paid again, they will deal with that at the end of the month.
1: If you got Bosch Johnson's ear for five minutes, what what could be done that would put you out of business, if you like?
7: I think as a project manager, I would love to see... With this system, there's some sort of education for people to learn how to budget with the benefit they're going to be receiving. And so right on day one, they get some help and support. We have no government funding at all. And if they want us to continue as a frontline agency, costs 34,000 pounds to run this food bank, and we don't get a penny from the government. I survive by people's good nature, people's generosity, and we struggle along like that.
1: So, can we go and have a look in the warehouse? Sure. Let's go and have a look. This is like a hive of activity. I don't want to get in the way. No. So look, this is about what the size of a tennis court? So at the
7: moment in here we've we've probably got about 10 tonnes of stock.
1: And this has all been donated?
7: It's all been donated.
1: By just members of the public?
7: Just members of the public, yes. We've had a lot of schools this year.
1: So I don't want to get run over by the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> And so how many people are you helping?
7: If I give you an example, Friday afternoon, for the two hours we were open, we had 29 clients, which means 29 people came with one voucher. And on that voucher, it can be anything between one person needed to be fed to six or seven people need to be fed.
1: And where do they get the voucher from?
7: We work with a whole group of agencies around the area. We've got about 75 agencies that we work with.
1: Because there's been this sort of debate about why has there been an increase in food banks this is just awareness of them people are being referred through agencies they are in genuine need it's not just because there's some free food at the end of the road
7: no there's a we we have as part of the trust of trust have a lots of checks and balances there's a limit to how many times people can come we've had to extend that because of the benefit system changing so originally people could come three times to the food bank in their crisis whatever that may be now we've had to extend that to six weeks okay. because they're waiting five weeks for benefit
1: and what difference does it make um in a sort of urban rural area because obviously if you live in one of the villages yeah. still within Taunton Dean or yeah. West Somerset and Taunton over there's yeah. the councils now called, course yeah. it's obviously much more difficult to be able to get in how do you help them?
7: We have a system where if they can't get hold of us we can work with another charity that will deliver to their home we we ask clients to come to the food bank because in a, in a town situation it's good for them to uh, come and get, get food, see people. Being in poverty, people lose their friends. And quite often people come for food here, have a cup of coffee and talk with people. And that is a huge part of the food bank. Um, so we find a way.
1: That's Sue, the manager of the Trussell Trust Food Bank in Taunton. Now, Tauntonians won't appreciate this, but the town is actually pretty average. The leave vote matched the national average, employment's a bit higher than the national average, though average pay is a bit lower. The average age is a bit higher. The diversity is much lower. They won't put this on the welcome signs, but it's, well, fairly average, normal even. This is the new normal, as they might say, Uh, that so many people here are both gripped by Brexit and oddly convinced that their thriving town is in decline. Points probably to the wider political volatility that we have seen nationwide. It means that seats like this really are unpredictable, as we go into the next election. Whoever hopes to win here in that snap election probably just needs to promise to reopen all of the imaginary shops. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, ACAS, Spotify or wherever you listen and get my morning email in your inbox every morning. Go to thetimes.co.uk forward slash red box. But for now, for me, Matt Jolly, in beautiful, beautiful Taunton, it's goodbye.